Watching movies can take a while And they often go out of style But there's Megan and Ben To tell you what to watch with a smile So I married I married a cinephile Hi guys, I'm Ben Farmer and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver and I'm a cine newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them too. Welcome back to another episode of season five of So I Married a Cinephile. Megan, how are you? I'm doing so, I'm so good because I took a nap and I feel amazing. (laughs) And I'm not a good napper. I'm not a good napper at all, but I've discovered weighted blankets and the eye covers and earplugs. And now I'm like, oh my God. I'm you a napping nap, champ. You nap like you are taking a red eye from Portland to New York constantly. <laughs> like you got earplugs, you got the mask, you got the weighted blankets. <laughs> no one's giving you drink service. No. We just I'm pass just right by you. Out. Like she how, how about you, babe? I'm doing well. Super excited about our guests today. I have worked with one of these people a few times. We were all sort of part of the Portland acting community when we were all living in Oregon at a very different time in different places. But long story short, he is a director, producer. She is a writer, actress, comedian. It's Jake and Katie Michaels. Welcome to So I Married a Cinephile. Thanks for being here. Thank, thank you for having for, us. Yeah, thank you so much. What a We're great so, intro. Honestly, should have asked to be introduced as power couple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just asterisk power couple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jennifer I don't know so how you I mean, officially do, level up, but. We, we do have a neon light above our bed that says power couple. But beyond <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah. Is it constantly on? Just Yeah, we yeah. haven't slept in years. <laughs> <laughs> we got a postcard saying that we had finally reached that level, but they're backordered on pa- uh, power mm, couple mm-hmm. neon lights. So it's, <laughs> it's on its way but they'll let us know when it's in. Also, belated happy birthday, Katie Michael. Belated happy Thank birthday. You. That was yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Yay. Thank you. And Thank also, you so too, much. it was your last show for yes. Dungeon Run. Last show on caffeine. So we're hoping it, we're going to take it to another platform, but we don't have information yet. But okay. yeah, I last show on you, caffeine. I so thought we'll you literally meant, energy out. literally meant last show drinking caffeine. I, was like, I know. We had a lot of confusion with that coffee. yesterday. Where people were, like, we, we're like, I'm going to miss caffeine. It sounds like we're like, cutting something out <laughs> right like, no, no last show there but you can still watch all of them the vod's are on youtube all right. there's 82 episodes available holy crap so, so if you like D, check it out that's check amazing congrats guys awesome. on yeah. greener pastures it sounds like but yeah. and and i know the two choices for movies we sent you guys <laughs> were this movie and step up, I think. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. center stage step or something. Step up. I think it was, it was step no, up. No, it wasn't center stage because center stage I know well. Yeah. And Do Megan, you? I think I Megan also knows. know. Yeah, yeah. I think it was True well. Lies, actually. True Lies was, was the true initial. Lies. Here's true the thing lies about originally. True Lies. I don't know if you guys actually looked online. So but you cannot find True Lies to buy or rent anywhere. No. I went as far as looking at like the nearest Walmart or Best Buy or Target just to see if they were selling it. And nobody was. No. I, Is I it don't one of those ones that's having the issues with the music rights? Oh, maybe. I thought maybe because or of HBO Max. They put it back in the Disney vault. And so it's a Disney it's movie now, right? Until it comes out again. Is it? I, I think so. I think when I think of True Lies, I think Disney. 
I well, know. A new exhibit Again. at Disneyland, True Lies World, right? Oh, going, <laughs> it's terrifying. And we've talked about this before because it's Rocky Horror Picture problem. Show is a 20th Century Fox movie, which means Frankenfurter is now a Disney princess. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. So just deal with that. I love it. Great. Just wouldn't have it any other way. We're also being joined by our amazing producer, Molly McCarthy. Welcome back. Molly, Thanks how for are you doing? I'm here i'm in the forest you are great. It's a tangible forest it's a tangible forest i'm from the pacific northwest i live in a basement so coming to you from my basement with the forest and it's great That's amazing i'm happy it. to always be here and i'm excited to hear everyone's thoughts on this movie because i had a lot while watching so <laughs> Back over to you guys. <laughs> well, since we won't, like, don't I can say up. nothing else. <laughs> yeah, don't want to keep our our uh, listeners, our cine fans, in suspense and in cine suspense any no longer. We usually have like a cleverish <laughs> transition, a clever oh but clever transition into. So then that means the movie we need we to be sponsored by Cinnabun. Does that mean that it's butts that watch movies, or is it rolls that watch movies? Mm. You know what? Well, there would probably mm. be a commercial about that in the movie we watched this last week They're because this movie yeah. was full of gag commercials and I'm here for yes. it because we, we watched RoboCop. RoboCop. It's a movie that spawned an animated series, a ton of action figures. It was I an 80s action why. movie. So of course they would turn a rated R 80s action movie into children's toys. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure I owned one. Made in 1987, again, starring, of course, Peter Weller in probably oh his career defining role. I freaking can't. <laughs> you in freaking such a good way. As Alex Murphy. I'm he also voiced, uh, he also voiced Batman at one point. The mm -hmm. cartoon version of The Dark Knight Returns. Okay, well now he's hot. And he's amazing. He's got the He wasn't hot back. until this moment. Um, also starring Nancy <laughs> Allen as Officer Lewis. We have Ronnie Cox rounding out the supporting cast as Ned Jones. And Ned Jones Ned is Jones here. Ned Jones is here. And we have <laughs> Red Foreman himself, Mr. Kurtwood Smith, as our main antagonist, as Clarence so Bodiger. Which I just, I love. It's like, if he, you, he got such an amazing opportunity so early on. If and... you ever wanted an angry dad, instead of him being mad about the garbage bins falling over, he's mad about like everything related to cocaine. I don't- the Money getting you... burnt. Yes. yes. Bobby. You burn the money. You dumbass burned it. Oh my God. Oh man. So again, uh, directed by Paul Verhoeven for uh, our podcast fans who have listened to our episode of Showgirls, same director. So uh, <laughs> very different movies. The, I know. It's of his bodies of work. Oh, That's great. You, they That's should do true. like a min uh, Flintstones meets the Jetsons version. Like oh, Showgirls meets Robocop. It's funny. That. I was thinking yeah. he- has was so much better. more i was i thought uh, i knew so many movies that he'd done and, and katie asked me like what else has he done i was like well uh total recall and then i couldn't name another one and then i had to look it up <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a deep dive das boot a bit of a deep dive into into his filmography but uh yeah he, he's i wish you could nail him down he's sort of like the ridley scott of he i don't think he's austrian but uh yeah he's he's in so <laughs> many genres he's in he's so the, many genres you're like scott of what is it, Holland? I think he's uh, Holland, yeah, maybe. We'll just say Holland. Yeah. Just look happy. It's in Denmark um, or Dean. I don't know. I know nothing. Not American. He's up there, European. Not American. Yeah. So what yeah, do yeah, we yeah. care? Plot breakdown per IMDb in a in a dystopic and crime ridden Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Oh. Is it Detroit? Oh, no. Yeah, it's uh, Detroit. Yeah, it is Detroit. So yeah, they actually. If you're one of our Patreons they, that subscribes to the video, I'm signing awkward right now. They predicted <laughs> that. Uh, dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. Uh, Do you have a problem with that already? No, I have no problems with it. I, I'm... <laughs> 
I, I yes, I do, but I don't. Yes, and <laughs> it's both. So yes, we, and I have a huge problem with it. <laughs> right. So we usually do a quick segment called Plot in sixty seconds. Oh yes. And I don't know if Molly told you about that in our email, but Plot in sixty seconds sure is giving you guys the opportunity to describe the entire plot of RoboCop in sixty seconds. Oh usually, God. when we've had two guests, you split it like thirty seconds each or twenty forty, either way. So whoever wants to start. And well, spoilers with- are okay. Spoilers are okay. Yeah, spoilers spoilers are, fine. are fine. I'll start because Jake will be able to tell you the actual plot, but this is what I have <laughs> from the movie. All right. Which All right. it is people- 60 seconds, okay. go. Contractors competing for a police contract and then shooting each other. And there's oh. a robot. That was eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Jake, that was well that. done. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's like my big takeaway. Yeah. Like in, in a, in a uh, near future, I think it's 1997, right? Alex Murphy's a skinny, big lipped cop who uh, <laughs> gets shot in the face and comes back as a cyborg uh, bent on avenging his own death. Along the way, we're uh, met with a series of yes, corporate contractors, as Katie likes to mention, Not who own contracts with the police and make super futuristic weaponry, which includes Robocop himself mm-hmm. and one of his antagonists, the series of letters and numbers. ED209, right? <laughs> ED209, thank you. Yeah, anything and else? Uh, by using seconds. a record and amount of ammunition, <laughs> the police try and stop him, but fail. That Boom. was solid. Nice that job, guys. Solid, guys. Take that, IMDb. <laughs> With three seconds to spare. That was awesome. awesome. I just want to jump into like your initial reaction. Megan, you clearly had a vocal, I mean, a vocal I reaction did, when I read but, the plot here. But so. before we do that, I did just want to take a moment to, to call out Katie Michaels, who had posted on Twitter that she said, <laughs> I'm watching RoboCop for the first time. What is it about? The responses here are amazing. Please read them. Policeman is given a dog as a partner. Hijinks ensue. That's kind of nooch. It asks the question, would you buy this for a dollar? <laughs> it's not wrong. Love and human kindness. It's really a thought-provoking, pitiful, pivotal cinematic masterpiece filled with deep feelings and romanticism and a guy covered in toxic waste. <laughs> it's about buying things for a dollar. Popular. There, then squibs. someone just put just in saw, all caps is just squibs. I saw squibs in all caps. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah the the also, use right. of, there was never a gun in this movie that was fired only once. No. <laughs> no. Like, and there was never is... a person in this movie who was shot only once. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, I yeah. was concerned at the, the gun range at the police station what was going on. Yeah. Just, Everyone is just shooting at the same time constantly. <laughs> the police budget is like 80% ammunition. Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. OCP, like 80%. I would love to fill out the invoices, just crates and crates of ammo. I yeah. saw this movie uh, far too young. It was one of the first rated Me R too. movies I ever saw. Yeah, so wait, you, how, I was like give, 10. Yeah, but this is first impression. So Jake, what was your first impression? First time you saw it? Yeah, like, what's your history? Well, I was movie? like, so like I was into, I was into action movies at that time that were rated R because my parents wouldn't let me watch them. So whenever I would go over to friend's house who could watch them, it was all I would try and do is to oh. watch as many rated R movies as we could. And, you know, sci-fi violence, I was definitely, or sci-fi action, I should say, I was way into. So this one was very exciting, but it was so much darker than I was expecting, especially like when, you know, the 
the first what 10 minutes in the main character gets his hand blown off and is like oh my with god an insane amount of weaponry yeah and then has like his, his first day blown. there and there's like hey welcome we're gonna put your plaque on this never mind and they're keeping him alive. Like, yeah like it was just like show up and they're just like oh, when oh, i was man. a kid yeah exactly and i was like when i was a kid i was very excited about action movies i was like you get into it like with when i saw speed for the first time it's like that's when yeah. you can like cheer on the whole time but after yeah. the first 10 minutes of this one i was much quieter but still very <laughs> much watching the film i was just like oh what am i in for yeah. <laughs> right the, the end of act one kind of leaves you very uh whoa yeah 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 katie what about you um i mean i think i've had the same impression but as an adult <laughs> 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 i feel like 10 minutes and i was like numb to how many bullets were used at this point yeah in the it movie. was a lot yeah yeah um yeah I mean, again, I got very hung up on the hierarchy of the corporate structure within the movie, which Jake was like, how is that your takeaway? But it is so confusing. I didn't understand whose boss was whom and how that worked out. She was I really trying to figure out. the old guy was the main boss. And then the guy who shot the other guy was the middle boss. And then there was- Did you make like boss. a spreadsheet? Like an Excel? In, in my head, yes. In my head, there's a there's a- there's one of those graphs that like- hierarchy. This is one company. of those things where they go to HR and they're like, look, I've tried to apply to move up and, and go yeah. up and climb the ladder, but I don't know how or where that goes or what it is. Who do I talk to on? if my boss sent someone to shoot me in the legs? <laughs> Who do I talk to and to then, find out who my boss is? And then left a digital grenade on my counter- <laughs> yeah which i loved by the way that that was literally just like a little watch you could tell that they just broke off the top of like a watch and glued it on also kurtwood smith did not have to pull the pin out with his tongue but he did and i'm i applaud it yeah. it was a choice it was like, <laughs> so also that grenade is like a 20 second grenade like just gonna <laughs> throw like something that they time. expect to detonate 20 seconds later <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was really shocked uh, by how much money those bad guys seem to have like, oh, yeah, man. yeah. The well, they burnt weapons, half also like the Lucy Goosey Wayne, which they just pack Coke in like giant piles yeah. in a warehouse. And also, too, like in the little bottles, I'm like, who are we doing? Like, is this boutique cocaine? It's like, it's cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. It seems cocaine. very frivolous. And how the cocaine they're not apologetic at all. Always carries around a glass of red wine. They're like, also thought was we're not. This is our brand. We're not doing Ziploc bags. We're not going to put them in big giant no. packs. We are putting them in beakers and treating it with respect because it's a product <laughs> we should respect. Yeah, looks like popcorn oh. salt. It <laughs> did. It's like here's yes, delicious popcorn salt. So this was Megan's first this time. This was also my first time. Megan's first it. time seeing it. Jake, I had a very similar experience that you did. Any Radar R movie that I wanted to watch, I had to go over to a friend's house and watch it. We had these periodic family viewings of violent Radar R movies. I remember all of us gathering around the TV when we got our HBO subscription to watch the premiere of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> that blew oh, my mind because I must have been eight or nine years old, but I didn't see this movie, I don't think, until after. But whenever it was on TV, my parents always made me leave the room for certain scenes. And I try to like sneak around the corner. See what was That's such a funny there. thing. Like you remember like having to cover your eyes. Yeah, yeah they kicked me out of the room like... during the, the <laughs> sex scene of Forrest Gump. And I'm like, this is a PG... It's a PG-13 movie, and this is like the cleanest. It also lasts for about eight seconds, so by the time you get right. out, you need to come back in. Right. By the time you're like, I no, walk, come back, you're going to miss I something. I walked back in, and I said, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. 
I'm pretty sure I, we got in trouble for watching this rated R movie. Like my the fr- my friend's parents were okay with us watching rated R movies, but I don't think they were okay with me watching this. And I think Total Recall on the same weekend. They were like, it's like anything directed by watching. him. You guys just had like a Paul Verhoeven of that. Yeah. Did you Total even recall. mean to? Or no, I don't think that was intentional. I don't think he was that much of he had a director. There are nine-year-olds being like, let's do a Paul Verhoeven weekend. (laughs) I think we're going to theme our Saturday. But I think Ben and Jake, you guys have, I talked to a couple of my guy friends and they all have the same reaction to this movie, which was, I saw this movie too young. Way too young. I watched it again as an adult and I realized I shouldn't have watched this movie at nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is the blanket reaction I get from a lot of my guy friends. Well, it's kind of marketed like a superhero film, you know? It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I told well, Megan that going in, I'm like, it really is more of a, a a very violent superhero film. If you think of movies like Dark Man, where I don't know if you've seen Dark Man, but uh, essentially no Liam Neeson, uh, and it's been a while since I've seen Dark Man. But you mean you, do you mean you mean Batman Dark Knight? Uh, no, Dark Man. Do you mean Batman? There are there Batman? are I think four there are four Dark mean- Man movies I think. Something there, like that, but Dark but Man Liam Rises. Neeson, there's too many. Dark yeah. Man. There's Gotham too many. City. <laughs> but Dark Liam Neeson voice Dark Man, as Katie mentioned. Uh, yeah. But and then Liam Neeson ends up in Batman Begins. Which I love is, uh, It's Dark Man Begins. Pretty amazing. <laughs> um, but similar to that, Dark Man was a movie about a a. I think he was a scientist who was brutalized by these corporate, you know, no goods, and then. He, he ends up getting like burned with all this acid and then he bandages himself up and comes back looking like a mix between Dick Tracy and the Invisible Man. And he's like, and he like really fake masks of other people's faces that are like temporary. Right. They only last for like an hour. So he and can I fake think, being other people briefly. Francis McDormand is in the first cool. one. Like it's crazy. Yes, I she is. Back she's like a, bl- is she a blonde in it even? I like, think it's, so. I, I think you're right. It is right. Francis. She's like, I'm going to yeah. marry one of the Coen brothers and then I'm going to do dark. This Man. movie I remember like stuff. also had like humor to it. Like when, when the executive gets uh, his whole body blown off. Uh, yeah, obliterated. Thank you. Uh, yeah. in the in the For in the seconds. God bless it. <laughs> in the board that meeting. was so and they excessive. yell out can we get a paramedic in here oh, can we get a started laughing and i started laughing too but for different reasons i think she thought it was a bad line i was like i think that's intentionally like they exactly. said how stupid that is right? exactly and I, I i wanted to get into that a little bit and and i think it's a little tied into paul fairhoven's not only style of direction but what he was trying to convey in this movie and maybe with uh, with the script is that I think he thought we are also desensitized to violence as Americans, especially in the mid to late 80s when it was just nothing but excess all the time. So he's just like, I'm going to put as much violence and blood on the screen as possible and make it so over the top that in a lot of scenes, people just can't help but laugh because this guy is still getting shot while he's <laughs> laying oh on like the city model really of New Detroit. I'm like, so okay, I get the symbolism, but it is. It's like very he's gone. You can leave it. He's have gone. You guys also, notice that the, all the scientists in this movie have no idea how to do their job. No, yes. they're like pulling on circuitry <laughs> and like all any scene with scientists the when anything happens, they're like, oh, uh, computer. Let's like, check the receipts. Yeah, they have no idea. <laughs> And Robocop too. Like there are points where they're like, oh, he just like walks out of the building. They're like, hey, he can't do that. You can't do that. It's like, yeah, I don't think he's going to listen to you. (laughs) Sorry. No knowledge about it. How no. is there not a built-in power down function? Seriously. <laughs> well, because then there's bombs be have that. Bombs they do, have they have that. one. It's ripped the cords out of the <laughs> yes. out of, Right, right. Except yeah. he's cord he's the first wireless one, and he's they're a- like, Well, fuck, we can't do that. <laughs> That's right. This is why wireless actually took so long. Uh, we actually had it way earlier, but Robocop ruined it. 
I also want to want to single out what is probably my favorite performance in the movie is not the paramedic, but the lead doctor when they get when they get Alex to the hospital because he's somehow alive. Number one, no, and then I think they actually hired. No, I think they actually hired a real life doctor because he's just like. Okay, let's uh, let's intubate this guy. Um, okay, well let's try the pads again. Right, we'll do a shock one more time. Okay, and everyone we'll stand back. It. Okay, yeah, let's try so one more time. And I'm like, this guy is not matching. No. I was disturbed by his lack of matching as well. Breaking like, out, just spewing like his spittle and his mustache hair into yeah. his wounds. No, yeah. he's been he's been used to triaging for so long that it's just all completely like if he was here in COVID times, he'd be like, all right, yeah, we'll just send him right back out. Okay. <laughs> just getting on out of there. Good, it's fine. It'd be like people would be like, "Are you dead inside?" You're like, "Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> Is there any like particular scene that stood out to you guys? Yeah, let's shift like... on over to Cune Bay. Cune Bay. Well, so Katie and I had this debate about uh, Bobby, who is the uh, my favorite character, the gang member who bye blew bye the door Bobby. too early. Oh and my god! I think he's still alive. <laughs> so Katie saw like he gets shot. She feels bad for him. They pick him up and throw him out, and she goes, "Did they just throw their own guy out?" I was like, "He burnt the money, babe," and also he's like a liability now. She's like, "What?" And then the cops push him off of the car and. And Katie was so concerned literally about his self-esteem, like about how Bobby's ego was in that moment that he got rejected not only by his friends, but by the police. Mm -hmm. He was the only one involved in the heist and they blamed the whole thing on him. Yeah. (laughs) Hope you know how to fly, Bobby. (laughs) Oh, is that that the line? I I can't remember. So when they cut to the hospital scene, Katie goes, they finally got him to the hospital? No, I didn't think that was Bobby. (laughs) He's the next bed over. I didn't think that was Bobby. I oh, right. thought, which is even right, right. honestly worse, I thought it was the guy from the boardroom. Oh, no. Oh, because they finally no. got to the hospital. They're I go, do you know whose story up. we're following here? I did not. <laughs> to be fair, okay. So, I spent a lot uh, of time worrying about Bobby, and I kind of got off track. <laughs> so then I will was, admit. And then, yeah. Bobby might be your favorite character then. Is that safe so, to yeah. assume? Okay. Yeah. Did you guys notice anything funny about that whole sequence in general? The the when they are in the car chasing this van of hoodlums to the steel mill. That is a scene, and I was talking to Molly about this earlier, it's a scene that actually stands out because it looks so different than the rest of the movie. And I'm wondering if you guys caught on to that. Maybe this is bridging into trivia too soon. I think it is. I think you're- Is it it too soon? I think you're jumping the gun unlike- Everyone else, or much like everyone in this movie, <laughs> jumping the gun and firing far too soon. It's because that scene was directed by somebody else. Now it's, now it's root. Now we can't do any trivia. Now we can't do any it. trivia. No, yeah. trivia is canceled. It is. <laughs> oh, you just no. ruined But it was the first time I watched this Christmas. movie. I'm like, this scene looks really weird. Like, it's super bright and kind of clean looking. And Alex is like, beep, beep, beep. Like, two there's, pistols there's out a the lot side of the window. of different things in this town too like the detroit police station looks like it is from like a 1980s tv show right yes. like it has wood paneling and everybody's like hill like street blues and there's like it's yeah like- and like the da's getting or the um the defense attorneys are getting thrown out in the beginning i'm like this looks like everything else but then the corporate headquarters are all super futuristic and yeah. everything yeah. else around it is all very future and all the very cops are super pissed like you get that opening scene of like i forget i, I think one, oh, one right. police They're officer like, dies and- reunion. Yeah, all these cops are like well, let's unionize do you hear the people 
sing and all this kind of stuff. And they like come in and they take his name off the locker and they're like, oh, they're like pounding their heads against the wall. Yeah, like, everyone is Sarge, just, what are we going to do? Everyone like, is hey, so no aggressive. One around here. And I'm like, like that was my, and just to say like, that was my biggest first impression and my biggest impression about this movie overall was just angry widow's peaks all over the place. That's all this movie was, <laughs> was men being angry and having intense hairlines. Like that's, ugh, my initial thought in the police station was I thought they had nice male, female titty and hair clip. Hair I quality. noticed that too. It was same amount of nipples, man to female, and <laughs> everyone had the same haircut and yeah. same hair color. You know what? You're right. Yeah. Yep. I just put naked cops exclamation point. Yeah, I, I was yeah. like, oh, we're definitely 80s because there's tits and butts Also, everywhere. like, why was it so full all the time in every room of the police station? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they got on the streets then. Everybody. No. Like, literally, all cops were all together at all like, times. I no the wonder problem, there's so much crime because you guys legit, are all here bitching. I legit think they, like, rented out this old hospital and there was so much space that they had to just pack every scene and because you have these giant rooms in what is clearly like some sort of abandoned psych ward or something like that and you just had to (laughs) stuff every shot with as much people and lock so jake what about you favorite scene favorite character favorite or is there something that really stuck out to you in terms of a sequence i one of the things i remember also watching as a kid was how like haunting it was it's very dark and and very sad like his memories of (laughs) His, his family, I remember being like, this is kind of tragic where we get to see what he saw right before he went left for work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah. him driving out of the cold. Oh, I didn't know that was before he left for work. Also, he's not <laughs> looking forward when he's driving. He's looking at oh, the back of his car, waving at his family. Yeah, he's for like five blocks. In an accident. Like if his insurance agent saw that, he'd be pissed. <laughs> but <Okay>. like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought for some reason, this is totally new to me. I thought that he and his family had split and yeah. that that was the last time that they had seen him and that like the mom and him had divorced or something. Hmm. Uh, for some reason, I thought that. And then I was was like that too i still think that is that not like really that? I, was like, <laughs> I thought i thought it was like oh that was like the last pleasant memory that he had and other yeah. than that like they'd gotten divorced and like he didn't see his kid ever no okay he died there's, there's like a minute in there that you you missed <laughs> Because I don't remember when they do specifically talk about I mean I know he references his kid because he's talking about his uh the his cool gun, gun move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we have the flashbacks to his kid obviously later, but someone mention- someone tells him, I feel like maybe, <laughs> that his wife that his wife up? left. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, no, that Anne tells him, right? Yeah. After mm-hmm. he after oh, he was yes. assumed dead, he his family moved on yeah. and right. literally moved away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why when he goes to the house, There's it's no empty one there. then, and that weird TV why. screen is there. How but no, still I layered on this whole divorce backplot. Did anybody notice like the interesting stuff at the house? Not to interrupt you, but like the house had like some things left, but like yeah. a phone and very, like yeah. a random a piece vase. of furniture with a sheet over it. It was it was very strange. Like flowers. The pitchfork yeah. yeah. or something was on there too. Maybe I, I don't there know. Was just like, they only there rented was like... the condo for two hours, and they were like, "Let's just go. We got to shoot. We yeah. just clear it as it is." I know these plants are here and rotting, but let's just said said decorations. Like you want me to do what? Like, yeah. Okay. It was, that was nothing. I want you weird. to do nothing. <laughs> right. That's funny, Megan. Yeah, I totally thought 
that adult now that that's what okay happened. good me well, too they make it feel that way because his memory of the wife is her being like i have to tell you something or we need to talk yeah. or whatever that's yeah. a good that point whole memory until we see the full memory or memory we don't even know if that's what actually happened or if that's right. what robocop program wow, that's interesting i think that's good filmmaking. he's misremembering maybe he's, could be mis- he could just be trying to fill in the blank because there is nothing there the first time we see it, we don't know what she says after that. And the true. second time we see it, her demeanor completely changes and it feels like a different memory. Katie, Lee, Katie mockingly that. called that exact line. Do you remember that, Katie? The, I have Did to tell you, you something. Really? I have to tell you something. And there was a pause. She goes, I love you. And then the character goes, I love I you. I mean, Megan goes, does that to me all the time. <laughs> I Which, just walk into a room I and she runs up to me and is say, like, I have to tell you something. Jesus. I have to say to you, like, she's my favorite character from the whole movie. <laughs> just the delivery of that line oh, is yeah. so good. Just the one, two, three step that she takes in and the, the slight, I have to tell you something. There was a little bit of a It was just better there. than every other character in the film, Megan. Every other character. Like, I you wanted, know, I, I wanted her story. I hope that her and Bobby get together. Show me that movie. <laughs> she goes to the hospital movie. and just like, yeah. And, and she, that's, says, that's, she says, I know you can't hear me, but I have to tell you something. I'm no, leaving no, no. and I love you. So she's called to the hospital to go to the ICU, but she doesn't go to Alex's room. She goes to Bobby's room. <gasps> and they end up like, oh, your husband's oh, dead. Oh, wow. And then Bobby's the next one over. She's like, well, this guy seems sad. Yeah. The next RoboCop movie is him going to Florida where she lives now with Bobby and confronting them. Mm-hmm. See, <laughs> and I want Bobby's them to go been... to Vegas and that's where we pick up for showgirls. <laughs> you see? Oh, Bobby's yeah. just been spending some time repairing his ego after he got betrayed by his friends. His ego and his body. What about you, Megan? Any scenes that stick out to you? No, I mean, I really, again, I love the main RoboCop dude. Just And I can't remember. I'm horrible with actor names. You could say Mel Gibson. I'd be like, yes, he was amazing in this. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. Well, she confused Mel Gibson with Mel Brooks. And she's like, I yeah, how, remember when Mel Brooks directed Braveheart? I'm like, yes, Mel Brooks is classic <laughs> See, I want comedy. That Braveheart, movie in- Braveheart would have been so much funnier. <laughs> it would have been so much better. I mean, just like and we talked about this, like his like whole robotic like movement thing. Oh, and like, I remember watching it and I, out loud, I said to Ben, I was like, wait a second. I don't know why I, I was like, oh yeah, those animatronics are really guiding him in his movement i was like no he's it's not real megan he's (laughs) He's not not a real he doesn't have a machine (laughs) glued to him that's all him and i'm like wow that's like that takes how does your character move acting class to a whole new level and i think i watched that stuff yeah yeah yeah. i I watched that stuff with i watched those scenes with such a a sharper eye this time just to see that there are moments when he's like coming to a stop and like turns his head oh yeah he has like all these little weird like preemptive head turns that I'm like he he had to work and time it's like all he got to the coke. end of the track where that would allow him to go and then there's just this little <laughs> jiggle at the end of it I just fucking can't I love that I also have to say too I'm a whore for prosthetics and like practical so even though this movie was like super hard to watch I'm still 100% here for it because I love that stuff yeah and like the stop animation I'm like gimme 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 I yeah. love it I want more it's just charming as hell well I don't know about charming <laughs> 
What I think I thought the ED two hundred nine was really like because of course it's a stop motion thing and, and well, you're so just like why, oh my god I totally buy that that's why great. does that why does that thing have such like like animal noises to it it's like growling like a tiger a, and then it's a monster like right a like it's a, yeah that's the Did thing about like this movie is in? like yeah, well it's such a faux superhero movie that it still has so many elements of that right like Robocop kind of has his own secret identity like they make a big deal about not mentioning his name and like this. Yes. this this uh the ED209 or whatever it's called is like kind of like the monster but not the villain the villain is the corporate higher up kind of thing that the feels man. very superhero yeah. you know yeah. he's like the the captain before the final boss yeah, <laughs> yeah there exactly. you go that's, that's you have to get what's interesting though about the aesthetics of this movie is that like there's such cool futuristic stuff of that with like um the corporation and things mm-hmm. but then when you get down to the cops they're they're driving a Ford Taurus <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they put RoboCop, the most advanced thing in the world, in like in this shitty little car. Which has a terrible paint job as well. It's like not it's black, so it's bad. like slate. It's like I love sl- that. Dull slate. I used to have a Ford Taurus. I was like, it's my car. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. Well, because in 87, you know, that looked like a futuristic car, right? But like, yes, right. which is why they that, used it. By 89, it no longer. <laughs> or even 88. It was like, yeah. oh, nice car. Just that was the thing that got me. It was like the car, whatever, but the, it wasn't like nicely made no. up. It was like they no. spent presumably millions of dollars on this robot and put it in the world's like most basic car. Right. (laughs) Which is like probably a dichotomy of like the cops are underfunded, but like the corporation got this huge contract from the government or whatever. And it's like kind of showing dystopian differences, I would think, but it still doesn't even come close in terms of matching. No, No, not even close. I I think that that's true throughout there's stuff that you're just like and I was trying to like follow along with the corporate so did the did OCP buy the police in order to get all this work done in new Detroit can anyone help me clear this up I think they're just like as Katie would say they're contractors right so they just have a very lucrative contract so they're like they don't they aren't the police but they are pretty much like this is not what I thought by the way yeah, Katie okay. has been saying for quite some time everybody works for the police. I, initially, my take of this movie was it was the police shooting other police. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. The, that's the main boss guy, and mm. then the guy below him who kills the who kills uh, what's his face Bob. Uh, Dick. Oh, yeah. J- yes. No. No. Dick Jones. And Dick they Jones. all are working within. To me, it all seemed like they all worked within the police. And then, right. the, and then the gang was also hired by technically then the by police. OCP. So yeah. it's like an inside of an inside. It's <laughs> yeah. just never. Yeah. It was Molly, like a, did you have- a nesting doll of of police <laughs> brutality against each other. <laughs> I had a hard time figuring out what they were Me too. It, I was yeah. like, who? Why are you here? And who yes. are you? But basically, they it seemed like they were legal arms dealers. Is that? That's yes. basically yes. we're creating and distributing Accurate. arms, and there's two different people that need those things, and those are cops and, the, right. yeah. and cartels, and so we're gonna give them both and just let them eat each other. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much like it's really about the corporation. It, like corporate yeah. powers are are powerful in this future, right? Yes, and so they have contracts for everything because the government relies on them, including the local police. And so they're trying it. to. Uh, Dick Jones is trying to offer this new uh, <laughs> mech robot thing. 
Yeah. And this young whippersnapper play uh, Bob, Bob Norton or something like that. He's got RoboCop and he wants his project to overcome Dick Jones's. Dick Jones. Well, Dick oh. Jones's presentation doesn't go well, some might say. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so well. now they're competing with each other. So Dick Jones also Which... has these gang members working for him. So that's why they tie in. So he had him, them, I murder. Yeah. Gotcha. I feel like it was much more much more We're simple than I'm making that it out spreadsheet. Katie. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think that that to because that guy, if he was if he was like a contractor, and then the big boss guy, he did a presentation and then shot someone in the yeah. presentation. It's not like you're like, all right, figure it out and come back to me with not your next model. Like, like just expected in this world, it's like you do a presentation, and you just come in knowing one of you is going to get shot. Like that's <laughs> just you take out a certain life insurance for board meetings. <laughs> no one left the room. No. <laughs> No. I love how like the old man like, at the uh, at the head of the table was just like, oh god, oh this is embarrassing. This is a shareholder <laughs> newsletter is going to be hell this month. Really quickly, Ben, I want you to say your favorite line of this movie because that makes me so happy. And I I often question the the punctuation in the script. I've yet to look up the screenplay and look, but my favorite line in this movie is "bitches leave." <laughs> I'm wondering if it's "bitches comma." leave period or if it's bitches question mark leave period or is it but whatever way kurtwood smith said it is there an was pontiac point? perfection is it all I, caps I, I feel like there's no comma it's more of a philosophy that bitches leave like in in life like you know how some people have like a wooden plaque above their mantle that says faith his says bitches leave yeah instead of live laugh love his says bitches leave bitches as right. soon as that scene began i'm like oh this has my favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> Just the way he so, says like, it. Before he said so it, you're great. like, I'm so excited for you I'm to like, hear this. Someone wrote that and he delivered it. And, just and again, this right, is the mm. same director as for Showgirls right before the pool scene with the sex. You're like, I cannot wait for you to hear to watch this. <laughs> it was like the same level, but for this one line, Infamous. it was like, bitches leave. Infamous. But it's, um, that, it's something like that that actually makes me wonder, like, how seriously is this movie taking itself? Like, I feel I like he's always, he's always seriously. fucking around with it. Like when he spits on the uh, the dockets in the police station, said, just oh give me my God, fucking phone call. So like, ridiculous. So good delivery. But like, I feel like that wasn't necessarily scripted. He made that choice. And yeah. I feel like they're always writing the line in this movie of how silly it is. The thing that I was most blown away by was like how much ammunition they used to try and put down <laughs> RoboCop. There was like a thousand 50 cops with I thought he was bulletproof and then all of a sudden they're like just fucking unload and it was like yeah that'll work i'm like it hasn't worked so far he why has, would all of a sudden it work he has the defense of putting his hand over his face <laughs> so all, so that, is that satire of what they're doing like are they making fun of the whole thing in general are they well, making fun of excessive violence do we want to move well, on to hot takes, we are <laughs> yeah. hot takes. Did I so say with that naturally so, yeah. let's do it hot takes this shit happens organically. Well, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, I, I pretty much summarize it, which is that I just don't. I think the movie is sometimes making fun of action movies at the same time it is an action movie. Okay. Okay. That explains the meta plot as my, well. My hot take <laughs> is that this movie is just making fun of America. This is all yeah. Paul Verhoeven's oh, view of the United States at the time, so in 1985 or 86. He's just Honestly, like, now. Like, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. now, right. You, you watch a movie like that... this now, some of it is like a little- uh, I was a little triggered, triggered yeah, by it. a little I, bit. Like, but this is already happening. The yeah. hostage taker in City Hall Holy said, shit. I want a recount. I want yeah. a recount. I want, oh, I want yeah. to be, I want my old job back. We were like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so it was like people at gunpoint. He took notes and watched this and took notes. <laughs> I watched Robocop. I got it. I know exactly I what do we're going to do. Rudy, watch this. <laughs> just buy me a little time. So yeah, I think it's Paul Verhoeven making fun of American culture. That's that's my take. Yeah. He just he does great. not respect mm. us at all. Sorry. I, Rocket's walking around the room a little bit, and I'm always worried that he's going to pull on one of the cords that we have here. <laughs> just, just knock over knock something over. Setup. Uh, Molly, you looked like you were going to say something. No. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think. There was a hot take that I had. Um, oh, I I think my hot take is kind of what Katie and I already talked about, which is that I think that the wife and the police actually, the police dude, RoboCop names, um, they get did get divorced and that there's this whole other thing that happened and that he's trying to like you know, redeem himself in the eyes of his child. And he's going to do it by being a good cop and like doing this whole gun trick thing. And then it all goes to shit. And that was my whole like conspiracy theory is that there is this big subplot that we didn't see about them actually getting divorced. Hmm. I mean, I his already... memory could have been wrong. He, his, his memory as RoboCop. That is such a good hot take. That's like that is a good hot great take that, like, hot take. He changed his memory. That his memories are scrambled, kind of like yeah. the whole like PTSD thing where it's like, I'm going to rearrange memories so that mm -hmm. I can survive. Yeah. Well, there's really not enough tragedy in this film without some more. <laughs> <laughs> well, my hot take is positive because I think Bobby's still alive and thriving. I think he's <laughs> found a better well. job. I think he's found better friends. He's found yeah. self-respect. Yeah. I also think they had the too many guys for a heist. Money. That's yeah. another hot take. I, and they should have been at least buckled into the van if they're all bouncing around in that car. <laughs> she was concerned with the lack of seatbelts and all those shotguns. I, I mean, it's dangerous. That's fair. First. Yeah, no, that's yeah. great. Oh, that's another hot take or conspiracy theory would be toxic guy. Oh no, I was going to say that he was alive, but then I remembered mm. there's no way. No. There's no. I said that too. I literally got said exploded. Toxic waste monster, and I was like, maybe they'll do a sequel where it's RoboCop versus him, and Jake's like, no. <laughs> Again. I'm here for it. Like, this is where a toxic adventure started. Unnecessary, like, and you don't even notice the toxic waste vet at like the step no. during the establishing shots of the steel mill. Like it's one. a steel mill, so there's no reason to have a vat of toxic waste there. And wasn't it just? But like, I don't care. I'm like, like it's an aggressive that, like, makeup. It more like a shipping container than anything. It didn't really look like a toxic waste holder container. Yeah. I don't know. Just a silo of some sort that he crashed yeah, into. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, exactly. I'm it like, there's like, green in there. Yeah, it looked like a septic tank that was like outside. Yeah. But Katie, you thinking yeah. he becomes like a monster slash villain makes sense because it does still seem like a superhero film. Yeah. Like that. That's I totally get point. why you think that. That's a good point. Lots of spinoffs. Well, yeah, so many spin -offs. Options. I'll leave that for trivia, but there's a reason that it feels like a superhero movie. <sighs> I, my only other hot take on this movie is there was a lot of clapping. Like, <laughs> Where like one person claps, everybody claps <laughs> yeah. in any room. And then with the bad guys, with the bad guys, I, I really think they would make a great improv team and or improv audience because the way they yes and each other yeah. is pretty Very remarkable. Supportive. Yeah, it's super supportive. And they are one great laughers. In, in, in improv audience with that yeah. cackle, that... <laughs> yes. That's a I started that in my notes. I'm like, you know, the villains are really happy and they laugh a lot. Yeah. Movie. They really do. They're There's something there. Someone should be having fun. The chemistry the is good. Thing, I was really like, is. when when life is going amok and everything's exploding, and then they all get those giant ass. What are those big guns? They're actual. Well, they're not actual 50 caliber sniper rifles, but that's what they're based on. They're they, huge. There are there are actual sniper rifles that are that 
size. I'm not saying like all the attachments were like real, but maybe missile they, launchers or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they fire a 50 caliber shell that is a foot long. But it's I wondered, insane. I was like, why did we spend so much time on seeing each and every one of them getting a turn, and then seeing that each and every one of them gets their own gun? I'm like, there's there's other than things exploding and the opportunity for things to explode. Are we just making sure that everyone knows that like, hey, we want to make sure everyone in this gang gets equal ammunition everyone gets their turn <laughs> also that they're, how did that they're all a threat to him now like they, that that they're yeah. building the oh. stakes that robocop is going to have to fight all four of them and they don't just have one of these guns they have four of them and then we also need to show they can blow up buildings yes I we have a, we have a demolitions budget so we're gonna use it. that whole exterior set was just for blowing up that's it, it like <laughs> it's yeah. demo day two y'all. block facing sets and then right we're just gonna blow the shit up i like to think that these this group of this gang member has a budget. We have a demolition budget. <laughs> Who's their account? Like Bobby burnt <laughs> half the money, so we have to be very careful. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, we got we got we'll be a little tight this month, but next month Just we should this be month, back. Though, we're gonna get Send through. Send us it, a bill. Yeah, we, have a, <laughs> we have a sponsor now. We're being sponsored by OCP. Yeah. It's cool. Cast for um, mattresses. <laughs> what would the promo code be? <laughs> what would their code be? Speaking of which, if you've had a hard day fighting RoboCop, we recommend sleeping on Casper mattresses. Casper mattresses will make sure that you sleep like a fucking baby. Use promo code what? Um, 2020 Bobby. ED209. You'll melt like you're in a vat of toxic waste. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Bobby lives. Yep. So shall we hop into some trivia? I feel like that's... Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Wait, are we not supposed to have read the Wikipedia or anything? Because I have to continue. Oh, no, no, no. I absolutely did. It's just that I, I did not either. And most people don't. That's the thing is that I think that's why people like trivia so much is because most of us don't really think to go and read this stuff unless you're Molly and you're amazing and you go and look at this love stuff it. before you it. watch the movie. <laughs> I love it. She gets all the info first. Trivia. This movie was shot in Dallas, Texas, and most days it was over 100 degrees, so Peter Weller was losing three pounds a day just by being in the suit. Yeah. One, there was a suit, and I believe, and Molly, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you know this, but they they made three or four different suits. I want to say they made three, and their budget for each suit was like a million dollars, so a big portion of the budget went to Rob Botin and his makeup team to make these suits, but an air conditioner was eventually installed. Wow. So he wouldn't lose three pounds a day. Yeah. Peter Weller hired the head coach, not head coach, but the head of movement at uh, Juilliard. I feel like I should like open up my shirt and show (laughs) like a Juilliard Juilliard from the prom. (laughs) The head of movement from Juilliard to coach him through what it would be like and the character they created ended up being kind of snake-like and he was going to sort of like move like this and kind of dodge bullets like that. But once Peter Weller got into the suit, he's like, I can't fucking move in this thing. So they had to stop production for three days and go over everything from scratch to make everything a little bit more um, robotic robotic i suppose would be the uh, word silver painted guy you see on the subway yeah exactly. oh yeah exactly they, in the featurette that i watched they called it a mime coach not even the movement specialist but he hired a mime they hired a mime coach a wow yard mime wow coach. good for him mime coach. that's great when that movement didn't work because he they practiced everything before trying the suit on, which is a little silly. A little silly. So a little silly. He changed it to wanting to be like bird-like movements, like when mm. birds like snapping checking, their head to like check stuff. Ooh. And so 
everyone do it. Good. Everyone be their Robocop. So that everyone was everyone be, be a Robo bird. Robo bird. Kind of makes sense. Like his vision would snap to where his targeting system like figures yeah. out. Yeah. I dig is that. it true that he is a so method that he didn't he require people to call him Alex Murphy or Robocop on set? Is they they were calling serious? him Robo, and then after like three days of it, he's like, that just sounds stupid. Stop. Stop <laughs> okay. calling that. So he Stop. tried it's for a Robo-cop. couple of <laughs> excuse me. Excuse Robotic me, Mr. Mike. Cop. Um, Mr. Mr. Cop, Cop, if you please. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Paul Verhoeven actually threw out the script the first time he read it. He hated it, but his wife actually fished it out of the garbage can, and she is the reason that the movie got made by him in the first place. So props <laughs> to Paul Verhoeven's wife for uh, digging it out of the trash can. Thank you very much. Oh uh, Nancy Allen, who plays Murphy's partner... And I'm going to get into this a little bit in Ransom Raves about her character specifically. Her her first day on set was when they were shooting those mock commercials, specifically the sitcom for the, the, the I buy that for a dollar. Oh, yeah. And she walked in while they were filming and she thought she made the biggest fucking mistake of her life. Yeah. She's like, oh, no. I don't want to be in this movie. Please don't. And so they like filled her in on the rest. She's like, oh, okay. But yeah, just walking into that would probably freak me out too. Um, I loved how many people always were like, knee slapping how funny that show is to <laughs> I know. and i think of a like the lego movie where the line is like where are my pants and i'm like that that is where it came from i think yeah. the lego movie actually stole that whole concept from robocop Ooh. to be honest yeah so that's that could be that's a hot, a hot take, take hot i guess take. hot takes Hot take. Yeah, thanks Lego Movie for stealing off a of RoboCop. Um, the in the infrared special effects in this movie were done very cheap. Instead of <laughs> buying so an actual infrared lens, they stripped the actors butt naked and put them in a very specific type of body paint so that would show up. That did look as a, a heat different. signature. Yeah, right. Oh, it's so instead paint. of wasting budget on the infrared special oh, effects and lens, they just my... got them butt naked and painted and put them in paint. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's the actors that we see that like I don't think it's right I that guy was way more body fit. actors correct that yeah. was way more fit than the hostage taker his infrared <laughs> is like ripped for sure yeah like, yeah yeah you can see for his sure. infrared abs on this it initially took You're Peter welcome. Weller thank you so much I called him Peter Murphy multiple Peter times. Murphy <laughs> great name Robo, Robo Alex it took him 11 hours start to finish originally to fully suit up head to what? toe what suit really? 11 hours for the first every try single on. part for the very first try on Holy from day shit. one how did he pee <laughs> i don't know they had a so catheter. your cold time is what at 2 a.m and you don't even get on set until what 1 p.m like right after lunch that would be yeah do they just like nightmare. do you just nap in the suit been... while they keep putting stuff on you it must it, have not been a work day. shooting that day. It, yeah, yeah, they did it. They had they like, canceled everything else that day. It was uh, just like he, I think Peter's he put like, it on, go home, fall asleep, then come right. to set with it still <laughs> on. That's why he was method the whole time because he couldn't take it off. There was that, actually uh, him sleeping in that chair. Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> like no, also, you're actually gonna sleep here. That's how Ben sleeps. I'm telling you right now. How this, Robocop sleeps and twitches lot. and freaks out and then oh, no. stands up and goes out and starts fighting crime. Okay, that's I don't how Ben sleepwalk, sleeps. but everything oh. before that is, is it also you about do your do quite a bit of the, uh, sleep talking. My first divorce. <laughs> you do a lot of sleep Did I talking. Get divorced or what? Do we need um, to send some scientists over with receipts? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but the like the 
CBS. Oh, no. <laughs> CBS, thank you. CBS receipts. That's what photos. Oh, no. a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> there was a true story. There was a bank robber in Sacramento was being chased by the police while this movie was in theaters. He escaped into an into a movie theater while the movie was playing. And he was so captivated by it, he actually sat and watched the movie thinking he was safe, that he could just blend in with the crowd and that the cops would just pass him by. What he didn't notice was that the entire theater was being evacuated behind him because the movie was so loud that he couldn't see the cops pulling people out of the theater safely until he was the very last one left. And then they they replaced themselves with police officers. (laughs) (laughs) When he got up and turned around, the entire police force And they all clap because that's what's happening in the movie all the time. (laughs) Yes. And then he starts clapping too and turns around and realizes it's all cops. Um, The steel mill scenes were some of the last scenes that were shot and working with Paul Verhoeven was very tedious apparently. He was always behind schedule. So Kurtwood Smith and the guys who played the gang would race golf carts around the set, (laughs) constantly crashing, knocking shit over. They actually got in a lot of trouble, but I thought that was funny. And finally, there were 12 submissions to the MPAA for this movie. 12 submissions to get it to a rated R. It came back rated X 11 times before they cut it just enough. Because of the violence? Yeah, yeah. There was even more violence. So the director's cut is out there, which I I don't want to watch. It is it's it's just violence yeah <laughs> the whole movie yeah yeah, yeah. Great. and uh it was made for 13 million dollars made over 53 so it was a wow. winner at the box office that's wow. my trivia molly wow. do you have anything to add just a little bit so we keep saying that it felt like a superhero movie and that's because one of the writers who i cannot remember now was given like 50 comic books to read and then he decided like oh i like this let's but like I like this idea let's make it a cop Mm. and let's make it a robot along with the fact that the uh, the other writer I'm sorry I didn't write down names was already working on a a similar movie so like they Mm -hmm. came together and created RoboCop but yeah didn't they all happen to be like in the same elevator at the same time or on a plane or something like that like these two came together and were able to pitch some executive at Orion before MGM bought them something like that it just all kind of fell into place or something like that Um, just as a quick aside where do you guys get your information like where do you guys look for like do you guys go to IMDB or Wikipedia the dark web so fun story Amazon Prime has a whole trivia section and there's over 300 pieces of trivia on the Amazon Prime video so um, it's really not that oh, hard to find great. yeah i also I've... they have so many behind the scenes um little featurettes that have shown up on youtube so i watch a lot of those oh those um, are cool those are cool yeah wikipedia imdb um, i want to say the amazon prime thing i also look over but i'm starting to realize they farm them from imdb which i think are user submitted and so i was starting Ooh. to get a little like incredulous at some of these and i it's have like to wikipedia. read you this one <laughs> that i mentioned to katie which is uh they do a lot of like goofs like continuity errors of like so you could see whatever in the oh, shot yeah times, or yeah. like the writing of certain things they'll be like there's no way this could happen because of physics or whatever but here's one goof that they listed in the amazon prime factual error state laws dictate that police can only use reasonable force no court in the country would allow an actual robocop to be used wow that's a really good point (laughs) an actual robocop (laughs) what is he basing this off of Bitches I, leave. I want this person's Sleep. username. I want to. I want to find them. Um, wow. The buildings that we see getting blown up are not a set. They purchased and rented 
12 empty buildings that were just on that street and blew them the fuck That's up. So they in just, Dallas? They're not going to get Dallas. their calls back. <laughs> no, in no. Dallas. And every night of shooting, there were complaints from neighbors from the city. Um, from other so they, counties. From, Every like, time there was an explosion. Wow. Yeah. And another little fun fact that doesn't really have anything to do with this movie particularly, but I just like to know this, that um, Mythbusters busted that a gas station can get blown up with loose, like with flowing gas and a cigarette. They busted it. Wow. Can't happen. That really? doesn't happen yeah. that way. And That's also when gasoline lights on fire it doesn't explode it just burns it's just fire time, burns. Right? that is such fire. a that's such a good hot fat hot fact hot fact, hot fact. <laughs> i was um, gonna say it during hot, hot takes fact. i was like that doesn't work like that <laughs> but hot fact um because that happens in so many movies it, it does. does where it's like it the lot and we constantly away. say we <laughs> constantly say up. movies are bullshit on this on yeah the show. i think yeah. i think that should be like some like limited edition merch <laughs> that just swag. says movies are bullshit <laughs> and then and during the shot of that um, gas station scene, the explosion was so big that it lit the station on fire. Like it lit <gasps> the building on fire and it was not supposed to. That was a oh big explosion. It was, it was a big explosion. Yeah. And so they were told you can't do that again. And the <laughs> director of photography was like, I don't know if we got the shot. And they were like, you can't do that. <laughs> also, it's the summer in Texas. Like, how does it not oh, catch man. everything on fire? Right. I like that the shooting of RoboCop had the same scene that happened within the boardroom, which was when the the, right. the robot shot everything. And they were like, you can't do that again. And then they blew up something like, you can't do that again. You can't do that again. <laughs> and all of the shooting of Murphy was practicals. They built a full scale version of his head. They oh, that was Hands that, that actually shot off. God. Um, so it. none of that up. is CGI. And again, like I, and I don't it. know, it like so what great. it is. Normally, that kind of stuff would totally trigger me, like super hard, and I'd have a hard time watching it. I even told Ben, like if we had watched this movie maybe like even four months ago, when I was super sensitive to that stuff, I could not have watched this. But this, I was like, oh wow, just like <laughs> I'm like all oh, the craftsmanship that went in to making this hand. <laughs> Yeah. Like I got so into all in my head. I'm thinking of all the people that are like constructing and painting and putting together this head. I got so excited so for it. it so yeah. Great. We've been watching older movies on, we've been doing Never Seen It Sunday. We're watching movies that we haven't seen before. Oh, I love it. Because uh, I haven't seen a lot of movies. And that's like one of the things that we're loving the most about watching movies from this era is just the, the practical effects and the practical yes. stunts. The stunts yes. that like, I don't know, it's very cool. Yeah. It's yeah. Totally. so impressive. It's so impressive. They yeah. had to make one of the reasons they had to make multiple Robocop suits is because he had, if not one, more than one stunt double. And they sure. all also had to have their own custom suits. Oh, yeah. sure. That so sense. that's oh, um, that it's a lot. Sense. It's a lot. That's pretty. So, uh, so now we're going to go into uh, what we call, uh, is it, uh, would you rewatch? Would you watch this again? Would you recommend someone watch it? Is it worth your time? Is it, as Prue would say, from Bake Off, worth the calories? We're going to cut over to our guests. Um, Jake, do you think that this is worth a watch? Yeah, because it's so <laughs> iconic. Like, I, I, I was expecting to... Uh, 
like it more on the second rewatch than I kind of did. I was like, this is a little excessive. But then I remembered, as we've been talking about, the excess is kind of the point because it's satirizing both Americans and excessive violence. But then yeah. it is just a stupid amount of excessive violence. Yes, <laughs> even so being many, excessive. There's so many cultural uh, quotes and uh, dead or alive, you're coming with me. And there's just so many like uh, images and stuff that I think people reference that I think it's definitely worth uh, seeing. And there's there's yeah. a lot of really there's a lot of really great aesthetic choices within the stuff that they made too. It's a fun picture of the future. Katie. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the reason I would rewatch it. I, I don't know if I would rewatch it, honestly. <laughs> I, don't I don't think I would rewatch it. I guess to see it, it yeah, like I'm happy I've seen it just so I can like say I wouldn't rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> but you it's excessive. It? And I get I get this yeah. I get the satire and I get like what it's poking fun at and mm. but still like to me that level of and the craftsmanship is cool. So there are things of like I'm glad I saw it, but would you recommend somebody else watch it? Depending on why they want to watch it. <laughs> okay. Honestly, like, I, I like, I yeah, if you want to know about Robocop and like get the cultural references to it, yes. I don't personally think I like enjoyed the movie. Okay. okay. Yeah, you said you were bored at one point, right? I was. Cause I get, I get honestly, when there's that much violence, I get a little like numb. Yeah. I, yeah. I get Can numbed I check out. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I don't even. But the, there like, were there are good scenes, so I, I know this is like kind of a bad answer, but yeah. <laughs> if someone asks you, you're right. just gonna go. We'll get into ransom ribs later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say I didn't love it, but I wouldn't tell you not to watch it. There we go. Okay, cool. that's fair. Megan, I okay. I think kind of I'm gonna be I'm gonna say something really similar to Katie. <laughs> it's like I would recommend watching it, but with a disclaimer that if you don't like any Quentin Tarantino movies, you won't like this movie. You have to be okay with the fact that it is satire in regards to excessive violence and that it's almost laughable at how violent it is. It, no, not almost. It is laughable at how violent it is. <laughs> so if you go in thinking, oh, it's a superhero movie and you're expecting like, you know, modern day Avengers, you are going to be sorely disappointed and backhand slapped with a movie you were not expecting. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That was me. Yeah. So I like it. <laughs> I would recommend it, but maybe do a little bit of a little bit of tiny bit of research before you before you go in. Ben. Watch it. <laughs> Watch this fucking movie. It, you did you like care. it as much as you did you when you were a kid? I liked it so much more than the last time I really? watched it. Really? There was so much that I appreciated. Not Megan was talking about the, the practical effects. It, and I think maybe because there is so much CGI in movies like these today that going back and, and opening the time capsule that is this movie, it's mm -hmm. it's like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> and it has acted so well. I'll get into everything that I really loved and really want to talk about in Ransom Rapes. I, I think it is culturally iconic. There's a lot of, like Jake was saying, a lot of great scenes, a lot of great lines. Mm -hmm. Even even if you didn't grow up in this time necessarily. So I was, what, three when this came out? But You watched it when you were no, three? No, I didn't watch it when I was three. But- <laughs> It's one of those movies that I think is important because of its message of, you know, satirizing violence and look at where we are. It's it's almost a mirror up to nature for American society. So there's a lot of sort huh. of meta messages in this that I think are important, including capitalism, uh, the merging of technology and humanity and how we live now, how we are so dependent upon technology to quote unquote survive. There's a lot of stuff that you can pull from this that I think is very applicable to our lives today so i would say watch it but yes it is a very violent 
movie. Yes. And you should know that going in. And there's a part of me that feels like I should apologize for those who didn't know. I just assumed everyone knew RoboCop was like, oh my God, so over the top. But Molly, I see your big eyes and I'm so sorry. Your sweet eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Your big sweet eyes. I would say, yes, it's worth your time. I say, watch it. Um, But uh, just know all that stuff going in. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's our episode. Um, If you uh, subscribe to a Patreon level where uh, you get to hear rants and raves, be sure you check that out. Otherwise, you guys, thank you to Katie and Jake for coming. We so loved having you. Is there anything that we can uh, promote for you that you've got going on right now or um, handles? on social media what can we what can we do to make sure anything, people know about anything you anything you want to plug uh or- yeah i'm the katie michaels and michaels has no a in it so it's m-i-c-h-e-l-s mm-hmm. uh <laughs> i just say it I'm, it's true it's a, it's a it's a common name with a weird spelling um thanks a lot jake you're welcome uh, the, <laughs> the katie michaels uh at twitter and instagram and twitch um twitch and- is that a new one mm. Twitch is like a streaming service. Oh, that's the gaming yeah. thing, Molly. You were yeah. talking about this. <laughs> um, like Ethel Beavers. No, no. Now, what channel is that? Uh, yeah. Um, and then I just finished yeah, the dungeon run, but uh, we're hoping to continue that. So if you love Dungeons and Dragons or storytelling or both, check out the dungeon run. You can find it on YouTube. And that's it. All right. Jake. And I'm the Jake Michaels, spelled the same way as Katie's with no A in the last name. Thanks, Katie. Um, <laughs> I also <laughs> I've also started a production company last year called Good Time Society, which is at Good Time Society. We ha- are on YouTube as well and Twitch. We also have a podcast called To Boldly Watch, which can be found wherever you get podcasts. It's where we watch Star Trek The Next Generation uh, front to back. And we are currently just finishing up season two, and it's been a blast. I highly recommend you come check it out. That's so great. Yay. Well, thanks so much for coming, you guys. We loved having you. Um, And uh, yeah, for all of our our subscribers, please be sure to go follow these guys. And uh, like, subscribe, share to us. Be sure to find us on Patreon, where there's a lot of different fun bonus material that you can peruse. Even some awesome Patreon-only merch that you can get. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's uh, patreon.com backslash Simac podcast. Same thing goes for all of our social media handles. That's it. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And uh, be sure to stay tuned for our next episode. What we'll watch and who will be here. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> is that a new character? Uh, yes. Okay. Her name is uh, De- Delia. Hi, Delia. <laughs> like the... Delia Fashions? Yeah. Oh. Like Delia Fashions. Like okay. the you know catalog that you would okay. get. I kept talking Molly's about Delia's like... all day yesterday with one of my Were you really? Yeah. Oh my god. I also like you calling it Delia Fashions. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Delia Fashions, Delia fashions? somewhere. Levi I want to say I got that from like a Stephen the King Delia Fashions? Uh, of course. Of course. Uh, Katie and Jake Michaels, thank you so much for being here. To our listening audience, we we'll will see you, uh, see you next time. Bye. 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 So I Married a Cinephile is hosted by Benjamin Farmer and Megan Carver. It is produced by Molly McCarthy with original music by Tom McGovern. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Simac Podcast. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Simac Podcast. Subscribe today and help out all of the artists that make this podcast happen. So I married, I married a cinephile.